0: Created for the MAPE community, by the MAPE community. Left Unsaid is a podcast where we speak our truth, celebrate our talents, tell our stories, and explore what matters most to us. It's time to leave everything on the table and make sure nothing is left unsaid. Welcome to another episode of Left Unsaid. I'm your host, Carl DeZier, And as always, I'm super excited for this conversation because I just love talking to MAPE alum. I love hearing their stories of hearing the impact that MAPE has post-summertime fellowship because MAPE is one of those things that keeps on giving and giving and giving. And we have such a special guest today to talk about their MAPE experience and how it's kept giving back and the way it creates an impact and let them create an impact. Angie, why don't you just go ahead and introduce yourself before I ramble on for this whole podcast
1: episode. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm like so excited to be here um, as Carl said, I was a 2018 MAPE alum. Um, super excited to be here and talk about my experience um, and how MAPE continues to have such an important impact in my life um, and how I see it every day too, and like my career and even personally as well.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to get into it and hear all about it because I left MAPE in uh, in the four A's in early-ish 2018, so I didn't get to actually see and meet your class. So it's great to be meeting you now um and you know before we before we go we got to do the red yellow green check-in for those first time listeners the red yellow green check-in is a way we just just acknowledge how we're coming into this conversation right Mm -hmm. whether it's no right or wrong it's not good or bad it's just where we are red is you're here through a screen physically but you're distracted still because we all got stuff going on green is you're 100 here completely ready to go yellow is somewhere in between and you know what if colors aren't your thing throw in some shapes do whatever however you feel you are coming in today so angie how are you coming in today
1: okay so if you had asked me on monday it would be a really deep red mm. <laughs> i feel okay. like um today i'm in a green i'm like ready to go mm. i I'm actually going to be starting a new opportunity in two weeks. So this was my last week at my current job with my current position. Tomorrow's my last day. Um, So it's been a little hectic, a little stressful trying to wrap things up. A lot of bittersweet conversations. But I maybe I'm more of like a purple or magenta trying to like – embrace this kind of transition period like in my life and how i'm just gonna proceed from that but i'm but i'm ready to like take it on and i'm i'm excited to like kind of push forward and have a little break in between this and my new opportunity so i am ready to go
0: all right and you know what sometimes that change can be scary can be exciting all in the same so the, the fact that you're embracing it ready to go uh looking forward to hearing more about it if you can share and want to share um, but I want to start beginning of time. So tell me from the beginning of time to now, what what is, I mean, you did MAPE in 2018. I'd love to know yeah. first off, like how you heard about MAPE, what the application process was like to, you know, the whole experience, and then we can get into kind of how that and what that's kind of done for you and impacted your life after.
1: Yeah, definitely. So I'm going to start a little bit before I found out about MAPE. Um, I went to school at Florida State University, um, thinking I was going to be a doctor. So I started my freshman year pre-med biology. Um, I my fall semester didn't do well in chemistry, but I was like, that's fine. I still want to be a doctor. It's just me like transitioning into college, <laughs> um, mind you. I am a huge like I was a huge theater kid in high school. Like I've always been a writer. I've played piano like competitively in an orchestra. So I wasn't really like a science-y person. Hmm. But in my head I was like I'm going to be a doctor, that's it. Cool. Um
0: well, And Angie, if I could pause you. What? So you're 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 a theater kid, artsy, yeah. writer. What made you think that the med school doctor was your was your path?
1: I I personally, so um I I think I grew up my my younger sister, she was born with a cleft palate. Um so it was a lot of doctor's appointments and she had like a lot of surgeries and whatnot. So I kind of grew up around doctors um taking care of my sister. And and it's crazy because um so I kind of in my head I was like, I want to give back. And I saw how good they were to her and to like other um that I was like surrounded by. And I was like, that's what I want to be because I want to help like a little girl like my sister. But it's awesome my sister, she's actually graduating college now in December and she's like interviewing for like you know, her like graduate programs and whatnot right now in university. So she's right. giving back in herself. Yeah. That's where my thinking was. Um, And it wasn't until I was not doing well in biology, because I don't have this like, you know, <laughs> science kind of like brain. And my biology professor was like, well, I, I really was like, I don't know if there's any extra credit, what I can do. Like, I don't want to have to like withdraw from this class my freshman year. And he was like, well, some people, like, why are you taking biology? Why are you a biology major? And I was like, well, I want to be a doctor. And he looked me dead in the eye, like, I kid you not, and was like, well, some people aren't meant to be doctors. So I was like, okay, yeah. that's it. So I, I-
0: that, love the harsh, the, the tough love, the harsh reality. Just sometimes those things just like land and you're like, ooh, maybe you're right.
1: Yeah, so harsh. So I went to my administration's office, changed my major to English and psychology and was just like, OK, not looking back. Um, and meanwhile, um, one of my best friends now and was like one of my, you know, we were becoming like really good friends at the time, too. Um, she's a former MAPER. And I have to give her the plug as well, because she was the one who told me about MAPE. Molly Maganelli. She was a Maper in 2017 and 2018 um, again. And she was the one like, I feel like you would really like advertising. And you would, I feel like you would be good in PR going into my sophomore year, like of like college. And I was like, well, no, I don't, I don't think so. Like I'm going to become a lawyer. So I interned at like the state attorney's office, (laughs) like in Miami. And it was just like this like consistent thing of me like, well, I, I don't know, like, like this isn't, isn't going to work out. And she was the one who was like, you're really, you're really going to love advertising and like PR. And when I finally gave in and got invested into it, I was like, no, actually like no turning back. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is what I love. Like, I love the community of people. And she was the one who told me about MAPE. Um, Cause I, I like experienced it pretty much through her, our junior year of college and like her experience. Um. So then I applied our senior year, um, and the application process was like really interesting. Um, it's fun, especially too, because I feel that it was um, a couple of us, like in my um, in my program, like in at like Florida State, we were all applying at the same time. So it was us like doing like our videos and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And the where I had the most difficulty in the whole application process was I had edited my whole mate video, and then the night before it crashed. At like my computer crashed at like nine or 10 o'clock at night, the na- like the night before the application was due. And it was like, I, I genuinely had to like leave my apartment, get in my car, I just can't like even <laughs> imagine. I was like, this is it. Like, this is like the opportunity, like of a lifetime that I want. That's gonna like jumpstart my career. Like all the work that I've done to get me to this point that I'm able to get accepted into such a prestigious program. And now my mate video has like crashed, and I'm not gonna be able to publish it. But I was able. I pulled an all nighter after I took a pause, and I uh, was able to upload it and submit the application, uh, which was great. And then it was probably just nervous um because what we have to submit in september or october and then you don't find the final decision until february so i was probably just like in my anxiety field for like a whole week leading up to finding out where i was gonna go
0: yeah that's that's first off oh that's that's some real real stress right there And that can't <laughs> upload the video the night before i gotta edit it i'm glad you made it through um i just i'm just sitting here like like you're First off, your story is actually, you know, very similar to mine. I wanted to be a doctor. Well, thought I wanted to be a doctor. Yeah. Um, until I didn't do well in physics. And then I was like, forget all of this. <laughs> then I was like, yeah, lawyer work is like, it's like this thing of like the checklist. It's like, okay, doctor's up top. And you just go down the list. Yeah. View, and then it's like, oh, wait, advertising's like way over here. And I'm sure so many people have that same story of just like, I think I want this. And then you're kind of like showing a different path. I think that's what's so great about MAPE is it allows you to actually like explore other paths that you might not have known, of, known about in there. And I love hearing stories about the application because I remember when I joined the 4As in 2011, one of the first things we did was change the application and added yeah. the video. And it's been like the point of such like, that was so much fun. I really love that too. I hate you all for making us do that video like, everywhere <laughs> in between. So I love hearing hearing these stories. And, you know, as we're recording this, right, uh, it's November of 2021. Um, it's just in that process of, like, applications have been submitted, and now we're waiting yeah. for this whole process to go through. And it's a long process, but it's really worth it. Um, so let's talk about, like, what what that payout is to go through, to wait till Selection Day. Like, tell me about Selection Day and what it was like on that day for you.
1: I was actually interning at a agency, where I was just like, I I was like interning, but I was also kind of an entry level position. Um, Because I understanding this industry, um, I realized that experience is just more important sometimes than like your coursework. And it was also my senior year of college as well. So I was able to take like later classes and whatnot. So I was at my internship. And it was everybody knew that it was selection day. And it was me and my friend Molly, who is also a Maper, we were sitting across from one another and our desks because we were both interning at the same place in Tallahassee, Florida, and kind of just like refreshing. Um, and we had a group chat of everyone who had applied, okay, like, if what's going to happen? And I think it's like you're preparing for the worst, but you're hoping for the best. So it was kind of like, okay you know, if I end up not going to New York, which was, you know, our number one, like we wanted to go to New York. Um, like, how am I going to react yeah, exactly. to this? Yeah, am I, what if I don't get selected? Like, what am I, how am I going to react? And I already had a game plan because I'm like type A plus of what I was going <laughs> to, like what my next steps were, yeah. like if everything were to go wrong. So it was a lot of refreshing. And then when it finally got to, I, so I'm, like, refreshing all morning knowing that it's not going to be released until that certain time. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> in my head, I was like, okay, I have to do this. And then we finally get to the time that we're supposed to find out. And I was so scared to, like, refresh and to, like, find it out that I pretty much, like, came like became, like, catatonic. And I was like, I can't move. I can't refresh. I'm, like, so scared because this is honestly going to change the like my life and the projection of like my career and everything so um, I finally did refresh and at the time I wanted to be a copywriter because I I feel like I'm just like a writer in trade in general Mm -hmm. like um, so I had gone in for the copywriting internship and I got selected by TBWA World Health which was incredible Um, so it was like very exciting and then um, it was me at my internship going to like my manager and being like, hey, I got selected. I'm going to go outside and call my parents now and like talk to them for like X amount of time. And it was us just screaming and whatnot. But it was really nice because our agency, um, they were like really open to and really excited. So they planned like a little party for us and whatnot. Um, so it was really nice.
0: That's really great. I mean, it's, it's so, I've been on two out of three sides of selection, right? I didn't do me, yeah. but I ran it and I was also on the agency side, and it's like, this is, no matter what side you're on, there's this mix of, like, excitement and stress, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, from the Foray's Foundation side, it's like, is everything going to go okay, how's the site <laughs> doing, are people going to get selected, what do they think, from the agency side, it's like, are we going to get our, are we going to get the folks we want, are we going to do this, who are we going to, is it going to work out, and I guess it's the same on, on the Maper side as well, Um. so we're all sitting there excited and stressed, and it's just, I here and chuckle just to you know see that we're all experiencing similar things, just yeah. from different vantage points, which is which is so funny. Um, so you ended up coming to New York, uh, TBWA as a copywriter. So yeah. now, like, how did that experience as a copywriter kind of like lead you to where you are today?
1: Yeah. So I I really enjoyed my internship and like major shout out to like Ed Frankel who. Was oh, like my advocate,
0: Ed
1: yes, okay. <laughs> like an actual angel of a human being. That he was my advocate, like the whole my whole internship. He advocated for all of like us Mapers um, that were a part of um, like Omnicom Health Group that summer, um, and I know that he continues to do so as well. Um, but Big, yeah, one of the always. biggest
0: supporters of, of MAPE Map and the found in the Four A's Foundation. Ed yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, um, but. I really enjoyed my internship at like really like the the summer project and like being involved with like other interns that weren't a part of MAPE2 really helped me out. Um, I became really close with the art director um, intern that was partnered with me that summer and both of us were just consistently, especially working in healthcare, we were like always trying to find like new ways that we were going to produce content a lot of it like we did was banner ads and whatnot Um, and like those that we worked with and even like the more senior level people were really open to our ideas even if they were a little crazy (laughs) for pharma Uh, but they at least like sat down and heard it through with us and whatnot Um, but one thing I realized like nearing the end of my internship was that I was kind of leaning more towards account management And I love, like, the idea that the account management, like, interns and, like, you know, like, the more, like, junior account management, like, staff um, at the agency at that time had this, like, bird's-eye view to everything and how the project was going. But they were still able to share, like, you know, their, like, you know, creative, like, expertise and whatnot and, like, you know, their perspective as well um, on, like, different aspects of it. So I... Um, kind of was leaning more towards that. And when it came to kind of like applying for jobs after MAVE, I started realizing that I was leaning more towards that account management, but like even in the PR space, because there is so much writing, so much strategy, like PR in itself, I feel like as an industry, in the past probably like five to 10 years has like changed more into this like consultancy model. And it's like more fully integrated. It's not just you speaking to journalists like all the time and in this like traditional sense. Um, so I started leaning more towards that. Um, but it was like really great because MAPEN itself gave me all these connections, especially like face of talent and like my peers um, to really, you know, write in like group chats and whatnot. Like who can I speak to? Like, who do you know that's in PR? Who can like talk to me about something that I have really don't have direct experience in. Um, so I was able to really, have all these like one-on-one conversations with like different, either like past MAPERS or like connections through MAPERS that were able to give me insights on what I should like actually do with like my career when it came to that point.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, the the community aspect of MAPE is uh, second to none. And I love the story because it's like, what I love about MAPE is it doesn't say, oh, you wanna be a copywriter? That is your profession from here till eternity. (laughs) It allows yeah. you to kind of explore and figure out, and take some twists and turns, and really sell in to where you uh, are meant to be. And I think that's such such a great aspect of, of this sort of program. And mixing them with that, the community that allows you to like work it out with other people. Say, hey, what do you do? What do you do? Let me talk about this. Let me find out what you're doing, um, and get that support. I, you mentioned in the beginning, you know, you wanted to be a doctor because you really wanted yeah. to give back and help people. Um, And I'm curious because I know how big and extensive the MAPE community is. How have you been able to give back to the MAPE community, you know, since leaving the program in
1: 2018? Yeah. So for MAPE, I'm a huge advocate of MAPE. Um, I signed up to be a MAPE coach um, two do it Right now. Everyone sign
0: up right now. And if they can't sign up, email the MAPE team and let them know you want to be a MAPE coach right now. Everybody. Yeah.
1: And my mate mentee, Genesis Flores, who is an absolute gem of a person, I know that she's going to take this industry and like run with it. She already has. And like she hasn't even like she's about to like graduate college. Um, like she, we got connected and I honestly feel like she's taught me more than I taught her, but she's become such a good friend of mine um, being connected in that way um, and being able to have these like open conversations too. I feel like the MAPE community, I was actually in um, a webinar a couple months ago and at the end of it, they break you out into like these one-on-one groups. Um, So I was put with someone who's like actually very senior in the industry and she was asking me all these questions because she found out that I was like a previous MAPER and whatnot. And she was asking me about, do you speak about like salary requirements and like what to ask for when you're applying for jobs. If like your, you know, the different people that you're associated with, with your peers, like, do you, um, share like job, like applications, like, do you like different things like that, um, with the industry that maybe you wouldn't, um, you know, you would have to be close to someone or like a really good friend with someone to kind of like share those things. And I automatically just thought to Mape how many times, um, you know, I've felt like more than comfortable to be like, hey, like I saw this job, is anyone connected at this agency? Or I saw on Glassdoor that this position, you know, this is like the salary that goes along with it. Does that make sense? Like what can I ask for that represents like my worth and like my work ethic and like what I can bring? And And the fact that there's been people that I've connected with that necessarily, um, you know, maybe they don't know me as well, but just through the connection of MAPE, like have been able to give me such transparent and like frank feedback as well. Um, that's really like helped shape my career. Um, I Another thing with MAPE too is well, at it's my so, age.
0: It's so, you know, it's that, on that point in the career thing, I can't tell you how many times I've heard stories of MAPERS referring other MAPERS, referring folks in the community. Um, one of the stories I used to tell is like, you know, speaking of that, that kind of coach coachy relationship, which obviously is always a two way street, everyone has something to teach another person, and we always can keep learning. But it was about this like, you know, there was a mate mentor at the time we call them mate mentors who got a job from their mentee later on down the line, yeah. and that's just the way this community works. Honestly, I'm still waiting for a MAPER to get me a job, so <laughs> not right now, I'm good where I am, <laughs> but one day I hope I can say that a MAPER helped get me a job but it's it's such an amazing community um, and you're right it doesn't matter if they know you or not if you say you were a mate people are like come sit over here let's chat what do you yeah. need I got you um, and it's such such an amazing community
1: and yeah so and said, like
0: you had another point
1: yeah no what going back to yours like real quick like my new opportunity um, that I'm gonna be starting like in a few weeks like that was brought to me from like a former maper as well and it was something that I saw that she posted it and I reached out to her and she was like more than willing like this is my availability like let's talk like I want to like understand like who you are what's your experience like if maybe this role doesn't work for you like I might have like I might know of something else and like now I'm going into like this like incredible new opportunity through a Maper. Um, and then through my whole like even process of like you know applying for jobs and looking for my next like thing it was me and like my friends that i made through mape and then like checking in with me all the time and kind of like how's it going like how can i help um and that's something that is like priceless honestly at the end of the day because i i don't know where else i would have gotten that from um in this like community um if it wasn't for mape and the connections that i made that summer and like i continue to make um consistently
0: yeah the alumni uh I I mean, there's probably over 4,000 Maple alumni out there in the world, which seems like a small number if you think about how many people are out there in the world. But the impact of those Napers is so big across industries. Um, You could always, always find someone somewhere, you know, that was for a
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think it's also like bringing that talent too to like your agency or your industry or like where you're at. I know that, um, so this past summer, I, the agency that I'm at is like a smaller shop um, under like a big like parent company, Uh, but they do get a lot of like MAPE interns like every summer and whatnot. And it was kind of having those conversations and like feeling like, you know, feeling comfortable, at least like in my position, like I felt comfortable enough to like go to like senior leadership and be like, hey, like we need a MAPE intern. Like this is like you, this is something that will be like an asset to the agency, like talent that we have um, to bring in this summer and someone that who, like we can give an opportunity to like help with and showcase how, you know, what they can do um, in their career. So um, through a lot well, of how machine- even,
0: Like you're, yeah, you're, you're, you know fairly new in your career, right? And how did you even feel comfortable or like work? Because I know a lot of people are scared. They, they, and a lot of people ask me, it's like, listen, I just started my job. I'm only a few years in. How can I really make an impact in my agency when, you know, other of people have been there for five, 10, 15 years working? So Like, how did you even like, what, what even spurred you and what gave you the courage to be like, I'm going straight to the top and saying, this needs to happen?
1: Yeah, I think a lot of it was... um understanding and, like, seeing that there was, like, an opportunity for one um, and knowing that there was a possibility that we could get one. Um, I also, like, was, like, very active and, like, continue to be active in, like, the DEI council. So it was through that way as well um, that there was a conversation about, like, bringing, like, more diversity and, like, talent, like, within the agency. And it was kind of me going off me, like, "Have you guys heard about Mape?"
0: (laughs) That little sly, Um, like, so Mape. There's a there's a program called Mape out there. Yeah,
1: yeah. It was it was genuinely me, and I feel like in these moments as well, because I was also fairly new to the the agency at that time too. Um, And it's not not having any shame, but it's kind of like you know feeling confident and like knowing. the benefit of something and like being able to bring forward an opportunity. Um, so it was me just, you know, Hey, have you guys heard about me, like sharing those resources? And then, um, when I saw that there was a little bit of interest, I just aggressively put on calendar invites. Like, I'm going to snag 15 minutes of your time. I'm going to talk to you about it. Like, this is like, how it helped me. This is how it's helped like my friends that are in the industry. Um, this is like the experience I've had, like working with MAPERS like previously um, who are like in the program and how it can benefit us and the agency. Um, so through that, there was a lot of like really great conversations um, and whatnot. And we were able to get a MAPE intern this summer and she was incredible um, and I think it really like cemented that they needed to take part, like hopefully like in the upcoming years as well. Um, because like the talent is like, you, you can't deny it. You can't deny the talent. You can't deny, um, the, like, even for that short amount of time, um, the visibility as well that the agency receives, like being a part of the program, um, and having someone directly like be able to speak like word of mouth. Um, the work that's being done, how like positive it is, and whatnot. So I feel like there's benefits on both sides to being a part of it.
0: Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And let me just take a moment to uh, thank you and all the other MAPE alum out there who advocate for the program within their companies, because that's again that's how it spreads. People have a great, um, a great experience with MAPE as a fellow. Also, you're absolutely right. Once an agency has a great experience with the fellow, they'll want to participate more. That's how a lot, that's how like the organic growth happens um, within that. So uh, thank you and thank all the other alum and supporters out there that push me inside uh, whatever company you are at. So I think it's, you know, you, I mean, that, that's a great, that's just a great example of how, no matter at what stage you are in your career, you can push for, you know, whether it's MAPE or some other initiative that's there, right? You can find your way to do it. I'm curious, um, you know, you're about to transition to a new position. You've been through MAPE. You've had a good amount of experiences over the past few years. If you could... Write a letter to your younger self and pick your age. It could be that age that said, you know, I want to be a doctor. It could be that age that said, I don't want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. It could be that age that said, I want to be a copywriter And Mave, Whatever age you pick, like, what, what, if you had a chance to write a letter to them, what would that letter say?
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm going to pick the age. It was me post-mape. Um trying to find, um, like doing job interviews and everything. And in my head, I was like, I'm not going to find my first job. (laughs) So I think my letter would be, you're going to find your first job. I know it's really difficult, but that's going to be like the hardest, um, transition period, like at least so far in your life when it comes to your career. Um, and I would pretty much tell myself to, Embrace like these new opportunities. Like raise your hand, be proactive. If you have an idea, don't be scared to share it. Um, I feel like at the beginning of my career, I was like timid to share like any creative ideas or like even like internally like internal initiatives or whatever. Um, like don't be scared to do that. Like understand your worth. Um, too when you're applying for like to like kickstart your career, like know you know, the salary, don't be scared to ask for the money that's worth the PTO, like the benefits. Um, Also, don't have a scarcity mindset and understand that there is always going to be a new opportunity, and you're consistently going to be growing. So something a position that might be good for you for a year or two. Might not be the trajectory of like your career. Like me right now, like I'm going from PR to like influencer marketing. um, And that's something that I have always been interested in, but didn't think I was going to take the leap. So be, you know, embrace the change, Um, take your PTO (laughs) um, and like make sure that you're taking PTO that you're Yo, resting rest
0: rest rest yes. exactly don't exactly. burn yourself
1: out it's not worth it there's always going to be someone on the team who's going to be able to you know take over your like you know anything that you might have left while you're on pto um so take your pto number one um and yeah i think it's like embrace the community like make sure that you're staying in touch with The people that like, you know, former colleagues um, embrace that, like embrace um, the people that you've interacted with, like the people that you have yet to interact with, um, make those connections. And to myself that was worried that she wasn't going to get a job. And now it's like three years later, like in the industry, like you're going to get the job and everything's going to be okay, and you're going to be proud of yourself and the growth that you're going to have in a short amount of time.
0: Can you write a letter to my past <laughs> self too, please? Because that that was great. Um, I think all of our past selves could have used that advice. Um, I always go back to uh, my aunt who works in the industry. I remember when I was in Miami Ad School, I called her the first day, walking to school, walking to, to class, and I was like, "I don't know what I'm doing." Like, and she was just like, "It's just advertising. Go have fun."
1: Yeah, I was like, yeah,
0: it is just advertising, <laughs> right? And that you know, un- unless you're actually saving. Lives, uh, yeah. you know, then it is just whatever that is, right? Yeah, this, exactly. You know, okay, so now that you've given, you know, you've written that letter to your past self, I'm curious of what do you want to remind your future self as you continue to rise through your career?
1: Ooh, uh, that's a good one. Yeah, I think one thing, um, is gonna be, I you know, maintain your side hustles is top of mind for me. Um, I feel like, obviously, like um, I'm only like three years in my career, so the first like year was me trying to get everything together. You know, organize myself and get involved in the industry and myself and like my career, my job. But now that I've had the hang of it, um, even starting this new position, I want to make sure that I'm pushing forward my side hustles. I'm a writer. I'm a poet. And I want to continue doing that. Um, so don't let that fall off. Because um, work life balance is a thing. So that means like, yeah, you work. But you also have to maintain like, you know, everything that you're doing outside of work. Um, so definitely, that's a huge thing for me, we um, will continue to say to take PTO. Because <laughs> um, that's something that I'm working on. And I I feel like I have to just consistently remind myself that it's okay um, to learn new things and to embrace that change um, and always be open to it and be a sponge. Um, You know, you can be somewhere, I feel like, for years and then have like a new project. And it's something that that's how you get challenging work and that's how you feel fulfilled, at least for me. Um, I want to consistently be challenged. um, So I have to continuously be checking in with myself. And if I'm not feeling challenged, like have those kind of tough conversations with uh, my manager to ensure that I'm like continuing to push forward and that I still feel growth um, in my things and have fun. (laughs) I with like between all that, just make sure that I'm like having fun and that I'm like really passionate about what I'm doing and, continuing to like push forward because there's, you can't go back. So it's just moving forward in that way.
0: You cannot go back. You are absolutely right. Such good advice. I think that we all could, could take from and ask ourselves. I think those two questions are great. It's like, what would you say to your younger self and what do you need to remind your future self of? Because it gets so easy to lose ourselves in the day to day yeah. In other people's expectations and perceptions of ourselves, but if we can keep staying grounded to you know to who we are, well, like you said, you know that you'll get that next job, you'll get that whatever you need, you will you will get um, if you stay true to yourself. Yeah. So I really really appreciate that advice um, and those reminders of that. Yeah,
1: it's sometimes you have to remind ourselves, like um, you're in a position, you're at an agency. And maybe it's because I'm now like transitioning to like a different role. But it's kind of like if something's not serving you anymore, professionally, personally, you have to make that change. And you have to be that spark that, you know, changes it. And you have to kind of push forward and have those like, tough conversations. And they're awkward, but it has to be done. Because all that matters, like, is your personal growth and how you're Helping out the team, and if you don't feel like you're effectively, you know, pushing forward in your workplace, that trickles down to everyone else that you work with. Um, and it's okay to embrace change and to be like, hey, like this isn't serving me anymore. Like, what's the next thing? And like, what do I want um, for my new opportunity? I sat down, and it was something that I knew that I wanted to kind of move forward and do something different. And I, like, for weeks, I was bracking my brain, like, okay, like what do I like? Um, what what have been the projects in my career so far that have brought me the most joy that I've been passionate about what are the type of clients like what are um, you know the brands the type of people that I work with what is the structure and like it was just me like writing out lists of like things I wanted and things that I liked and then kind of like a you know what is my dream list if I had a dream like what kind of agency do I want to be at like you know, not like name, but, you know, characteristics, like what are, what does this agency have that I want? Like, what are my priorities? And then that in itself, I, you know, was able to go through kind of a checklist, like, is this meeting my needs now? Or is this something that I have to look elsewhere for? And kind of, and and it's, and it's scary, but it's okay to like embrace that change and, you know, move forward in a way that will help benefit you professionally and personally.
0: Yeah, and I couldn't couldn't agree with you more. I think that's the hard part, right? Is to sit down with yourself and say, "What do I want? What is right for me?" And I encourage everybody yeah. to do take that time. And you don't have to, you know, go to a mountaintop and meditate for forty-two days in silence to figure this out. It could just be yeah. a couple minutes a day, thirty minutes, twenty minutes, ten minutes, five minutes, just to say, "What do I want? What is right for me?" um and really help you get there um yeah. so i love that um i do want to ask you because you talked about side hustles uh
1: yeah.
0: and say that you're a writer you're a poet where can we where can we check out your stuff like you know can we find your poetry your writings writing yeah. somewhere <laughs>
1: you know you got, so yeah. i am currently still working on that um but i will definitely let you know once that's out mm-hmm. i'm i'm working on a manuscript right now and that's something too that i um I, I'm, I've been putting my like poems together. And um, it's been like a lot of fun, a lot of like vulnerability to just having to put yourself out there, a fear of like failure and like, and success is like always looming. But I think it's like, you have to like embrace that kind of fear and kind of um, go forward. And I, And I put myself in like uncomfortable situations. Like I've been going to workshops where I'm like forced to like read my poetry out loud and my writing out loud. Um, And I, you know, share it like poems with, you know, 15 people and they all have to critique and it's like, I don't understand this. And those are like tough situations, but I feel like it's like helped me, you know, just in general, like as a person to really like embrace like critiques of, you know, moments of vulnerability that I've like shared. But yeah, I, I'm putting together a manuscript now and I'm hoping um to take those poems and start submitting them for publication in hopefully twenty twenty two, if not, um if not a little later. But yeah, I, I'm working on those now. Thank you for asking.
0: Okay. All right. Uh but this this episode probably won't be released till twenty twenty two. So I'm hoping that the episode and the poetry, the manuscript will be released at the same time or around the same time. That would be amazing. I know we're going to wrap up shortly. So before, we always allow our guests, and Angie, thank you for sharing your story, your journey, and all that advice. And we always give our guests 60 seconds to leave everything out on the table and make sure nothing gets left unsaid. So if there's anything that we miss, anything that you want to say, one last piece of advice. Yeah. Um,
1: thank you for having me. Um, I think one thing I wanna leave with everyone again, it's you know, checking in with yourself and checking in with like your surroundings, um, and really understand um what it is that you want, whether that be like you're starting you're still in college and you you're like, I want mate, but what do I want to get out of this? Like what is, you know, your goal. And understanding that those goals in itself are still fluid. Um, and then also, you know, being vocal, like, at your agency and at your role, like you you received your role and your position. Um, if you have the opportunity to get into MAPE, like you received your acceptance, um, because you are capable and because someone thought you were capable of taking on that role and that position. Um, and leading, you know, different projects and teams and whatnot. Um, So I think sometimes we have to give ourselves grace and really um, understand like our worth and what we can accomplish and what we have accomplished. So if you want to make a difference, like at your agency or at your company, and you want to like start like initiatives, whether it's like DEI or even like within your team, like for different brands, The worst thing that someone can do is say no. And I know we're always like, oh, well, someone's going to think I'm crazy that I even mentioned this and whatnot. But it's, you really have to just like take that leap of faith and not be scared and be like, hey, like I think that this would be a really good opportunity and be confident and like showcasing um, who you are um, professionally. And then personally, how I've been learning, if you have a side hustle and if you think that you have a talent in something, even if you're not sure, like just push forward with that, whether that's like creating like your own business, whether that's like your writing, photography, your art, you'll be really surprised at how much time you wasted thinking that you're not good at something. And then you're able to finally share and um, realize that that could be, you know, either like a second source of income or something that becomes like your primary like source of income. And I personally have always been a writer, but I waited, I feel too long. And I was scared to share, like, I'm not scared at work to like raise my hand, like, oh, for this idea, but I was scared for like my own personal, like writing, um, to share it with the world. And now that I have, I was like, how have I not done this sooner? Um, So if you have the opportunity to do that, um, don't be scared to do it. Those like your audience and the people that are going to embrace like your work and your side hustle and your business is who it's intended for. So if you're scared about being perceived by others, um, don't be because they at the end of the day, they don't matter. It's not for them. Um, so I think that's what I would my 60 seconds.
0: <laughs> okay, well, there's not much more to say after that. Angie, thank you so much for being here today, sharing with us, um, taking the time. Um, i you know, There's probably so much more we can continue talking about, uh, separate conversations about all these things, uh, but I'm just really glad that we got to connect and you get to share your story with all the listeners. Uh, thank you to all of you who are listening, to the 4 Foundation, the Left said podcast team, and everybody else who helped make this possible angie can't wait to uh see what you do in whatever industry you you decide to do it in and looking forward to watching thank you okay until next time